1: Hello, I'm Clive Anderson. Welcome to My 7 Wonders Live. In the My 7 Wonders podcast, I ask a special guest to select and talk about the seven wonders of his or her world. This episode is one of several we recorded in front of a live audience at the 2022 Edinburgh Festival Fringe. The guest who's joined me for this recording is a comedian who has degrees in biochemistry and education. She was born and brought up in Birmingham but for a while was a teacher at a school in the East End of London. Long since established now as an impressive stand-up comedian, she's now touring her new show, Coconut. So here we are with an enthusiastic Edinburgh fringe audience, exploring the seven wonders of Shazia Mirza. Oh,
0: used to get you mixed up with Clive James. Yes.
1: Well, it's easier now because he's dead. Dead? Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs>
0: but I had to Google that today before yeah. I came on because I thought, I don't want to get the wrong one. No. You know? Well, you, well, you've got the wrong one as it
1: happens. But. <laughs> now, it's people... Are, it, I get in lots of conversation about this. And people they half mix us up and always have done. So they'll be chatting away and say, oh, I love your work. And they start naming programmes that Clive James <laughs> presented. And, oh, is that Margaret Crackertown? Have you got her on? And how far into that can I interrupt yeah. to say, that's not me?
0: That yeah. happened to me last night. I was I was in the bar and somebody came up to me and said, oh, my God, I just love you. I think you're amazing. I listen to you on Radio 4 all the time. And then a friend came along and she went, Sarah, come and meet Shappy Core Sandy." Oh, right. <laughs> And I just didn't have the heart to, to tell no. her she'd been terribly racist. Uh, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> But, but if you let that conversation go on and then, it, and then it turns out the mistake has been made, they blame you. They I say, I why did you let me get, uh, carry on like that? Because I didn't want to interrupt. The other the, night I had yeah. people
0: come to my show because they yeah. thought I was Omid Jalili. <laughs> That's going a bit far. That is going it? a bit
1: far. Anyway, Shappy, it's good <laughs> to have you. Uh, <laughs> so you're, you've got a show here. So tell us where it is. Just, uh, it's so it's case
0: at on. the Gilded Balloon Patterhouse. Yes. Yep, and it's called Coconut. Coconut. Yeah.
1: Now, is that a is that a, a slightly pejorative term? Are you using it in that sense? No,
0: I, I was on the island with Bear Grylls. Yes. I, I did. I did. Celebrity The Island with Bear Grylls. I'm yeah. a celebrity, you know. Look. Yeah. look where the fuck yeah. I am tonight. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I did. I did. And, and um, you know, it was a lot about coconuts and survival. Yes. In that. And it's also about Sajid Javid being a coconut. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I don't know if these Guardian readers know the term, Yeah. Uh, but it means brown on the outside and white on the yeah. inside. It's yeah. a term used by brown people about other brown people who are not seen to be helping the cause of brown people. Yes, and there's well, yeah. a few of them in government. But
1: it's, but it's any stick to beat people, isn't it? Really, it's the <laughs> if, if, you, if 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 you're you know I don't know is that you would, would you would would you use the term integrated or involved in society. That's what are you doing there? But if well, you that, stand aloof and you keep to to only to the ways of your parents and grandparents, grandparents there's people moan about that it's a a difficult thing
0: and and that's what i talk about in the show it's like pulling up the ladder behind you yeah you know you know if you're in charge of immigration in the government why you shouldn't immigrate or deport your own people
1: yeah
0: um and yes because then there'll be none left to support you when you need the help
1: yes so
0: it's it's all about it's all about that yeah
1: I, i get that but you're known often described as a fearless comedian I don't know what that means. Well, the first well, you ventured already going on the Bear's Bear Grills program. That that was. Did anyone see that? Or would anyone even consider doing that? The you you were. It's, it, was it was tough. It was tough, wasn't it?
0: It's just, yeah. And I don't, but I don't know why they call comedians brave and fearless. Yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't save anybody's life. I mean, yeah. we tell jokes, and most of us die on stage every night. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the term we use. But you're right. It isn't quite as it's quite as dangerous as that. But that was a dangerous or a, that stref, was a, a dangerous, stressful thing. I that imagine. was
0: a dangerous thing to do. I yeah. was on the island with Mark Watson. He was the other comedian. Yeah. Then, but then we had Olympic athletes on with the Sharon Davis, Ewan yeah. Thomas. I yeah. mean, it was a survival program yes. and I do relate it to survival like in the pandemic and yes. survival in life and how women yeah. are better survivors than men
1: are oh, they, they they're more adaptable to the well the hot and the cold and the pain and the yeah the grief like life, childbirth like yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs>
0: I mean when we we're on the island there was five men and five women in the end all the women survived and only two men
1: had you, had you eaten them uh, they, they... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, we tried to kill a couple yes. uh, cuz they were useless. Um, we yes. were we were trying to we were starving to death on the island and and the alpha males couldn't find us any food, so we just killed them.
1: All right. Yeah. yeah and, I mean,
0: they had to leave. They yeah. couldn't cope. They found it really difficult.
1: But the other re- the other reason why people say you're a fearless because you you ha- you have been brave enough to do some oh jokes that go oh after 9/11 you made a, you a couple of jokes and uh, all I and- said
0: is that it wasn't me.
1: <laughs>
0: I kept getting asked I kept getting asked this question every yeah. time I went on the radio do, yeah. you know, do you know who did it do you, do you know who's behind yeah. it like we have yeah. one big whatsapp yeah. group like, yeah. where <laughs> we all know what every other brand person yeah. is up to yeah. and I, yeah. I just I, in the yeah. end I just said look it's not me you no, know? Well,
1: well obviously it wasn't you they were <laughs> suicide bombers <laughs> <weren't
0: they>? so- <laughs> I could have been a failed suicide bomber we had a couple of those
1: oh, right. yeah.
0: so <laughs> I just came out and did i i did this one joke where i said you know if the you know uh my name is shazia at least that's what it says on my pilot's license
1: yes (laughs) oh yeah yeah
0: it was 20 years ago i mean it's okay for people to laugh now isn't it but i did it like a three weeks after the event (laughs) um in new york and yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it it blew up a bit, you know. It, um, yes, but, yeah, yeah, every, yeah, yeah. The joke, yeah,
1: everything yeah, just yeah. blew
0: up, and it just like it, it was controversial at the time. But now it's not because yeah. you see what comedians do now. Yeah, I'm not controversial at all.
1: Well, yeah, no, and and you made a sort of reasonable comment, an analysis of the jihadi brides. You know, the their reasons for I wanting. Did. I did. Yeah. Mean, I mean,
0: look, some people think I'm controversial, but, but it's really people like ISIS. Yeah, um and. Extremist organizations you know like, like the BBC um, <laughs> and um, and I did some jokes about jihadi brides because I used to teach I used to be a teacher in Tower Hamlet, yes, and I used to teach. Uh, some of those girls. Uh, there was Shamima Begum and her two friends that went over to Syria. And I used to teach in the school down the road from there yeah. where it was all Bangladeshi girls. So I, I knew why these girls had gone. It wasn't like they were fanatics or religious or terrorism or mm. politics. It was cock, you know? <laughs> This is insi- in all senses of the word. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this
0: is inside information.
1: Yes, now. yeah. You
0: won't read about this in the Guardian. Yeah. So um, they
1: were like girls in the way they might other girls might run off to follow pop stars around. Yeah, or, or it was
0: like these these men were fantasized and mm. idolized and circumcised yeah. and <laughs> radicalized. You know, these girls were horny. These yeah. men were hot. They yeah. went over there and they were like, oh, all you right. know, these blokes. Yes, you know.
1: So just because you <laughs> no, I, I, I mean I, I remember being a bit, it was sort of focused on the time, but it's a it's a perfectly uh, fair analysis of, is, of, of part of the, what was going this on. It's
0: nothing new because no. women like men; they've always been attracted to like the forbidden, the dangerous, and the slightly oh, I evil. I know you don't need to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Yorkshire Ripper, Peter Sutcliffe, he used to get letters from women every day asking yeah. him to marry them, you know.
1: So you just touched on that you were a teacher for a bit, so just to fill in yeah. that sketch before we get on yeah. with your wonders. So you you studied biochemistry?
0: I did, I did uh, biochemistry at Manchester University because my parents, you know, they came to, pa- uh, to Birmingham from Pakistan, so not much difference, um, in the 1960s. And they wanted, you know, like all immigrant parents, they wanted their kids to be doctors and lawyers yeah. and all that. And they said to me, you can only go to university if you do a degree in biochemistry if you become a doctor right and obviously i didn't i didn't want to be a doctor um and so i did went to university did biochemistry just made drugs the whole time and took them myself and um mm-hmm. you know just kind of didn't take it seriously at all yeah. and then i had to do something in that area so i became a science teacher and i, I taught in the in an east end comprehensive
1: so uh, you didn't particularly uh, take to that but were you always thinking from age you know when you were five i want to be a comedian no. or did did that come oh. along later
0: I when I was growing up, my mum always used to watch uh, Larry Grayson, um, um, uh, Kenny Everett, and um, uh, Frankie Howard. All right. She really loved the gay comedians. Yes. I don't think she realised they were gay. (laughs) (laughs) I think she just, oh, these men are very interesting. Yes. And she always used to have them on TV, and I always, and I used to love Les Dawson. I, I just used to watch these comedians on TV, and I used to think, that's great. It's funny that's what white men do. I mm. never, ever thought that I would do that or that it, I, could, I could do that. Yeah. So it was never a possibility and I, I never thought of it.
1: So when did, it, when did the thought occur? When you were teaching and getting teaching. laughs no, from the, the under-15s or well, whatever they were? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I, I was teaching in the East End in Tower Hamlets and the school was really rough. Mm. I think they call it, in, professionally, they call it challenging.
1: Yes. <laughs> Yeah.
0: But it was rough, and, um, you know, um, the kids, they they hated me, I hated them, yeah. and uh, we just used to make each other laugh to pass the time by, yeah. and um, I used to tell them jokes just to kind of entertain them, you know, it was very difficult keeping a 30, 16-year-olds interested in Photosynthesis, or yeah. you know, like the periodic table, they weren't interested in it, and neither was I. <laughs> um, and so I just used to entertain them, and I realized I was doing stand up, but right. I didn't realize it till a few years later. Yeah. And then when I started doing comedy, it was way easier. Than teaching in Tower Hamlets, yes, because everyone was like facing in the right direction. Yeah,
1: Um, Yeah. and they wanted to be there. Yeah,
0: (laughs) and no one tried to stab me. You know,
1: (laughs) after the gig. All right. Well, let's hope (laughs) we don't get any stabbing tonight. So uh, (laughs) let's let's start with your wonders because we're we're we're, time is flying by. So your first wonder is a comedian, Robin Williams. I did, yeah. Yeah.
0: So when I started comedy, um, and um, I went to America, it was. It was strange because after 9-11, they had, uh, they'd, I was on profiled on CBS 60 Minutes in America yeah. as being, like, the first Muslim woman female comedian in Britain. Yeah. And um, they wrote about me and everything. And, and people kept asking me to go to America. So they asked me to go to San Francisco and do some gigs. Yes. And um, I just – I did this gig at this theatre called Mill Valley in uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Just out in Mill Valley, which is a little village outside San Francisco – And I didn't know this, but Robin Williams lived there. And apparently he used to go there every Tuesday night. They had a comedy night on. And he used to go there and try out material. And people used to say this, but I mean, I turned up to this gig and I was on. And I walked into the, the dressing room, which was like just this crumply old dressing room with a brown sofa. And they used to order this pizza, which came from the local pizzeria. And I, I walked in, and Robin Williams was sitting there, oh, right. eating pizza. Brilliant. And um, he just said hello, <laughs> and I said hello, <laughs> and we just stared at each other. <laughs> and he said, "Are you on?" And I said, "Yes, I'm yeah. on." He said, "I'm going to come and watch you." And yeah. I, I thought it was really weird because I just kept thinking about Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Because <laughs> I watched that film like l- about ten times, yeah. and I loved it, and I've. And I went up and I did it, and I did my gig, and it went really well. And then he said, that was really great, you should carry on, you're really good, yeah. you're really funny. And we just sat in the dressing room afterwards, just me and him.
1: Oh, fantastic. Having pizza. Yes.
0: And um, it was really strange, he was very quiet, mm. he was very, um, very introvert.
1: What sort of stage in his life was he? Because uh, there were times when he did... Did sort of cocaine and other things. Was, and he's already an excitable person. It was a year. And then went over the top. It was
0: a year before his death.
1: Oh, so very recently in it, that sense. Yeah. It was a year before yeah. his
0: death. And it was strange because we had the same manager. Um, and um, he, he started telling this other comedian in the in the dressing room that he'd fell, fallen off the wagon and he'd start drinking again. Yeah. And, um, and it was just really strange because a year later he had he passed away. Yeah.
1: So he passed away in 2014. So so and this was, is 2013 yeah. sort of time. So I'm assuming you he still had his powers to uh, as a comedian because yeah. he, he seemed to be. Yeah, I mean he was be-
0: still trying out new material. Yeah. I mean he went on that night and he tried out some new jokes. Yeah. And, but people knew him because it was a village. Mill Valley is a village, and it's where yeah. he lived, so the locals would always come and see him. Yeah. I don't think many people knew outside there that he used to perform there every Tuesday, because it's no. not like loads of people used to go and see him there. Right. And it was just such a strange experience, And, and it was strange because you said, "Do you want a photo with me?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah. And I had, photo, I had my photo. So you've taken got that as a, yeah, yeah. as a. And I always look at that from every so often. I always look oh. at that and I remember that. All
1: oh, right. Yeah. I've met him. I've, I've interviewed him a couple of times, but interviewing him was just sort of, hello, Robin. I see that. And then he'd do 20 minutes yeah. of oh, entertaining. Yeah, yeah. He'd say, thank you very much, Robin Williams. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that was about the yeah. amount of interviewing I had to do yeah, yeah. on bo- on both occasions. But I thought
0: he was very quiet. That's what I remember about Yes. Him. You know, it was just very quiet. Well,
1: maybe that was an indication of. Um, The the misery that these that lay behind some of that so all right so that so obviously a brilliant comedian but uh would would you say your comedy uh, uh, relates to him at all or is it just you happen to no it's nothing
0: like that but i think you know those greats like robin williams richard pryor joan rivers george carlin yes they were one-offs and they were people who were of their own yes like now you could say there's a a lot of There's a lot. I mean, when I started, I was the only Muslim female stand up, but now there's kind of five or six of us. Yes. There's quite a few of us. But I think that those people were one offs. Yeah. And they were kind of revolutionary because they were the first to kind of do their kind of comedy. Yeah. And so I think whether your comedy is like theirs or not, you really admire them and they're kind of special
1: i suppose you might say your comedy is a little bit like joan rivers because she was also one who to say outrageous things <laughs> she certainly did jokes about for the yeah, next yeah. day after uh, 9-11 yeah uh, quite uh, quite extraordinary ones but uh, yeah. she she was a she certainly got away with it because people kind of said oh that's joan you know that's, yeah uh, most yeah. of the time anyway so
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. OK, so Robin Williams, your first to wonder. Uh, your second wonder is my, or your singing teacher, Glyn Jones.
0: Yeah, well, when I was teaching and I didn't really want to teach, I, I thought I might like to be a pop star. OK. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just thought I might, I'd like to. And um, so I thought I can't sing. So I, um, yeah. I really need to learn to sing, really.
1: Right. Okay. A, a bit,
0: maybe, yeah. if, I'm a, if I want to be a pop star. So I looked up um, all these singing teachers, and I, I read that, like, Annie Lennox had this singing teacher called Glyn Jones, and he also used to teach the Spice Girls and Rick Astley and all, all right. these people. So I, I kind of, like, Googled him, and I found him. I tracked him down. And he was working in this little shed in the back of a house in Chiswick. Okay. Um, and um, I rang him up and he was proper Welsh like Glyn Jones he was a, a big fat Welsh man mm-hmm. he had the accent and everything yeah. and he said I'm sorry love I only teach people with recording contracts Oh! <laughs> and obviously I was teaching science in Tower Yeah, I, uh, I, I never had a recording contract but I lied to him and I told him I had all right. I said oh yeah I've got one yeah. I've got one did he, he, said,
1: did he want to know who wait. with or which company or he anything said, like that it,
0: well he did. he did he did ask me he said he reeled off some names names like CBS and all this. And I said, yeah, "Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm with (laughs) them. And he said, great, great, great. He said, but I only teach on Tuesday afternoons. Mm. Of course, I'm teaching on a Tuesday afternoon. So I had to to lie every Tuesday at school um, and say I had a doctor's appointment because I had a bad back. But they started getting suspicious. Yes. So one day I just fainted. In in the middle of the classroom while doing an experiment. Yeah. I just passed out so I could get to my singing class. Right. And Glyn Jones, he used to put me in at four o'clock because he knew... Uh, that I was working till like 3.30 and I used to get on the tube and I used to rush to him. Yeah. And I used to see him like for half an hour.
1: Because in case people aren't familiar with the geography of London, Tower way. Hamlets to Chiswick, that's, that's it's a almost way. all across London. And I
0: was always yeah. late. Yes. I was always late. But I walked in and he had all these pictures of famous people on the wall and yeah. I thought he's going to make me famous. Yeah. But I was terrible.
1: Oh no. I was, I was really just, awful. But do you well, my question was, was how far did you get? Assumed you got to a stage where you could sing a bit. I and, told
0: him everything. I told him I was a teacher, I was teaching teaching Tower Hamlets I yeah. was teaching science I hated it I wanted yeah. to be a pop star I didn't have a recording contract and he still kept me on and yeah. he still tr- tried to teach me and he he still said okay this is what you want to do I'm going to teach you up everybody else has got a recording contract but you haven't but I'm yeah. going to keep you on yeah and I thought not many people would do that yeah and he trained me up and he believed in me I was still awful um, yeah. uh, <laughs> but but he he, he kind of uh, loosened me up and you know, I was very repressed and he helped me to come out of my shell, which yes. actually helped me then when I became a stand-up comedian.
1: Yeah. Right. So you've put a lot of effort into your show because you went to <laughs> drama school as well. I went to drama school. Did you have to bluff your way in there? Yes, or, I did. Or, yeah. Oh, right. Uh,
0: I, was, I was still teaching then and yes. I started going to Rose Bruford in the evenings as yeah. well.
1: Where is Rose Bruford? Is that North London? That's in Sidcup in Kent. Sidcup in Kent.
0: I went from yeah. Tower Hamlets yeah. to Sidcup in Kent, yeah. and then you know my parents all this time they just thought I was a full time teacher and that's what I was going to do for the rest of my life, yeah. and I was going to get married to a nice Muslim man, hey, live happily ever after. Yeah. Well, they were devastated, <laughs> weren't
1: they? <laughs> well, you could almost have become a taxi driver because you know London so well. You could have, uh, but so, so you, so that's another going back to my earlier question. Again, that's sort of fearless, isn't it? You've you having been encouraged to be a teacher, encouraged to do a degree in biochemistry. Then, then you had to say. Presumably, you did yeah. tell them I'm going to drama no, school. No, they didn't know. Yeah. My
0: parents did didn't. Did they know any-
1: you are a comedian? No,
0: <laughs> they didn't know anything about me yeah. um, ever. Uh, they um, they just knew that I was teaching. And the first time I told them I was a comedian was the night before I was going to be on Have I Got News for You. Right. Um, and I was on with Boris Johnson. Okay. And it was the first time I'd ever done Have I Got News For You. And the night before I told them, yeah. I'm a comedian. I'm going to be on Have I Got News For You. Yeah. And they never took it seriously. No. They thought I'd won a game show. And that was my prize. All oh, right,
1: yes. To be on Have yeah. I Got
0: News For You for the night.
1: Yeah. So they're basically laughing at you. They were,
0: <laughs> they were in denial. Yes. They were in, and it was weird because every time I went home, they would never talk about me being a comedian. They'd talk about, like, uh, I remember them talking about the Kardashians one night. Yeah. They'd be talking about Trump. They never mentioned that I was a comedian. It's never been talked about. Oh, right. Ever. Even now? No, they don't talk about it.
1: Okay. So, so
0: it was. it's always a secret. They know I do it. They've seen me yeah. on TV, but they, they never talk about it. So are
1: they expecting you? You're kind of taking a little bit of a break and you're going to be back and you'll be head of science at the local comp I think that's soon what enough. They, I think
0: that's what they think. Yeah. They, they're in total denial about it.
1: Yeah. But is uh, that? But is that something that you require bravery to be able to uh, cope with that without that sort of parental support?
0: I think um, I think maybe some of it was brave, and then some of it was just stupid, and, I, and some of it I just didn't yeah. give a shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but because you don't just do it, you know, here, there, and round <laughs> London know. or around Birmingham, you go all around the world. Doing I know, it and, yeah. and,
0: and they just ignored it. They just thought yeah. I was in their head I'm teaching I'm a science teacher people would stop my dad in the street in Birmingham and go we saw your daughter on TV and he'd go yes that's right but you know she has a degree in biochemistry <laughs> yeah. and um, yeah. you know she went to university and she's a science teacher and they'd yeah. be like yeah but we saw her last yeah. night on TV yes but you know she's uh, she's a scientist you yeah. know yeah. totally in oh, denial
1: but do you do you do the equivalent of sending postcards from New York or Dubai or Hong Kong or Australia or wherever you've performed I I'm- used to and yeah.
0: they'd ignore it <laughs> <Don't> ignore it <laughs> yeah. and I, I remember going home and they had a sack full of postcards upstairs in my yeah. dad's bedroom that they'd obviously read but they just ignore it put it under, put it under the under the bed they, just, they can't they can't oh. cope with it
1: so glenn jones is your is your yeah. wonder uh, not because he necessarily achieved great stuff with you no. but at least he tried yeah. and was prepared to give <laughs> you yeah. and he and believed he, in me yes right so your third wonder is queen's park which is your local park in birmingham
0: yeah, it's, uh, I, I grew up in Birmingham. Obviously, I don't live there anymore because I'm doing well. Uh, but, um, <laughs> I
1: mean,
0: well, I mean, not... not
1: if there's anybody in from Birmingham, know, let's... apologise. Uh, not apologies. tonight, but generally yeah.
0: I'm doing quite well. I mean, it yeah. looks quite nice now that it's finished. I mean, yeah. it looks really good, you know. Did you not
1: go back for the, the Commonwealth Games? Or I that?
0: hosted the Commonwealth Games. Oh, did page. you? Yes. Yes. The yeah. o- <laughs> you know, that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I hosted the opening ceremony oh, right. at the good. Alexander yes. Stadium. Yeah. And that was, a, that was a really great laugh, yeah. and it was brilliant. And in Birmingham, yeah. it looks really nice And now. did you
1: open with, I don't live in Birmingham anymore because I'm doing I well? I certainly yeah. did
0: not. Uh, <laughs> I don't shit in my own hometown, yeah. do I? Yeah. No, I said, oh, I love Birmingham. You can get yeah. anything for a pound in Birmingham. Yeah. You can go to the ball ring market, everything's a pound. You can get a bag of fish and a bag of knickers for a pound. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's true. Um and so I love it. I loved Queen's Park because when I was growing up there, it was the place I used to go to all the time. And I used to write stuff. I used to keep a diary. I've kept a diary since I was eight years old. And I used to sit in Queen's Park and I just used to write all the time. All right. And I never thought it would amount to anything. but And that was the place where I used to go all the time. So what sort
1: of park is it? Is it sort of tennis courts, grass, bowling green, that sort of thing? It used to be.
0: And now it's it used to have bowling. All the old old men used to play bowls and I used to be fascinated by that. I used to watch them playing bowls. had a tennis court and I used to be really good at tennis. I used yeah. to play tennis all the time.
1: Yeah,
0: and there's none of that now. It's all been demolished. It's just a it's just a park. It's just got nothing. Oh right. And I go back though, but there's memory is still there. Yes. Of everything.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, um, so what would you say? Why it's rates as a wonder? Is it? Is it it's was a, a wonder
0: because it reminds me of where I came from, which was nothing. Yes. And uh, <laughs> look at me now. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. A
1: triumph. Yes. OK. Um, and is it better than, is it just because it's your local park or is there other aspects park. of it that you I would recommend? I spent a lot of time
0: there. I spent a lot of time there. I grew up there in Harbourn in Birmingham. Yeah. It's very, uh, very normal, very ordinary. There's nothing spectacular about it. And I think of like where I came from and it was like nothing it was so ordinary.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, you're not selling it as a wonder, but it's, uh, you're calling it ordinary. But it's but wonderful. It's wonderful. Okay, good. So your next wonder is Boy George.
0: Yeah, Boy mm. George. You know, when I was uh, growing up in Birmingham, I, um, I I used to, I used to, I didn't know, I knew Boy George was gay, but obviously I, I was still in love with him. Mm. And... Um, I I met him one night by accident. I escaped through my bedroom window when I was 14. And I went to a nightclub in Birmingham. Right. And and obviously, my mum and dad were in bed. I'd escaped through the window, went to this nightclub, uh, which was a gay nightclub. And I went with my gay friends. And it was called The Nightingale. And there was a lot of drag queens on there, like Lily Savage used to play there. And Mm. it was very gay. And um, I bumped into Boy George in there one night. Right. And uh, I got chatting to him and I said, oh, I, lo- I-, I love, I was 14. I said, oh, my God, I-, I love you. I think you're amazing. And, yeah. You know, and he said, what do you want to do? I said, I think, I think I want to be in show business. Yeah. And he said, right, well, you need to get some training. You need to get, he started telling me give me all this advice. Anyway, the-, the Birmingham Evening Mail that night, they took a photo of us. Yes. In this club, me and Boy George. Mm. And it ended up in the Birmingham Evening Mail, which my dad buys every day. Yes. So there's a picture of me with Boy George in a nightclub yeah. in the Birmingham Evening Mail. I'm 14. I, I'm, I'm never leave the house. How yeah. am I in the Birmingham Evening yeah. Mail with Boy George? Oh, I, obviously, um, the, the people had rang up. My dad said, "Your daughter. We want to." Yeah. We, there's a story. The picture here. There's a story. And my dad said, "No, that's not my daughter." Yeah.
1: <laughs> It's Chappy Crocendi, he said. <laughs> so that's. Uh, <laughs> and uh,
0: so he, we just, it, it was me. Yeah. And it was in the evening, Mum. Ma- and much, did he
1: ask you about it and say, yeah. "Look here, people are saying this is yeah, you"? Yeah. He
0: was furious. I was, yes. I was banned. I was not allowed out of the house yeah. ever again. And I, I never, I never left the house.
1: So they put he a lock to, on the window he, or something? They,
0: they locked me in there for yeah. months and months. They used to drive me to school and then drive me back and never let me out.
1: Yes. So so that I mean obviously that's that was a very huge. strict a strict upbringing it but you you were you were sort of rattling the cage the whole but time thought, were you I,
0: I thought I was in show business because I met boy George yeah. I thought, my God, I've met Boy yeah. Joyce, this is it. This is a sign. Yeah. I'm, go- I'm going to be in Culture Club. <laughs> and,
1: and did you keep in touch with him and write to him and say, oh, I oh, so yeah, enjoyed? yeah, I, mean, I stalked him. Yeah.
0: I um, I used to write to him all the time. And um, he told me, he said his favourite uh, film director was Pedro Armadova. And he said to me, you look like his favourite actress. Yes. And I, I, I did never heard of this person at all Rosie De Palma right, he said yeah. you look like her you should write to Pedro Armadova and say that boy George has told you that you should be in the movies yes yes
1: that's I, how it works, blo- isn't it? That's it. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: I bloody did it. Oh, no you did. <laughs> I, I did it, I, and I got a letter back from Pedro Armadova's yeah. production company. Yes. Saying that you know you need to be a professional actress for us to consider you, yeah. and I've still got the letter. All right. And they gave me all this advice about what to do. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, when you're 14, you are fearless.
1: Well, some people are, but uh, yeah, it's anyway, you <laughs> evidently were. So that so did were you keeping that in your head when yeah. you just got, you know, you went to Roof and you've yeah, got, you you yeah. got your I thought plate. I'm
0: going to I'm going to yeah. I'm going to be like Penelope Cruz.
1: Yes. And, and, uh, uh, and have you and look at me have, now. Have you got gone gone back to him and say, "Look, I've a I've a been to drama school ago. now. I'm doing a bit of stand-up as I well. I've got some success. I'm available." Yeah.
0: <laughs> I did write to him a few years yeah. later and just when I needed him, he didn't write back.
1: Oh, no. You so, can't. when I
0: was 14, he was all there writing me letters. Yeah. And then when I was a bit qualified, he didn't want to know.
1: Well, there's a lot of people out there in show business, <laughs> to be honest, but uh, they've mostly been rounded up and taken <laughs> away. But uh, the. Uh, <laughs> we hope. Well, when, uh, I, uh, I've got
0: to tell you, I did write to Jim or fix it as well. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And when you were 14? And when I was, yeah. yes.
0: And I got, I got about three or four letters back from them. Right. Thank God he didn't make my dreams come yeah.
1: true. <laughs> I don't, what, were you, what was your dream? Was it? A, oh, it was yeah.
0: ridiculous. It yeah. was something like I wanted to be on the set of Dallas. All right. And I wanted to meet J.R. Ewing. Yeah. And, and all this and.
1: Well, they, they could have arranged that. I think that's that was. I, I, I wasn't a big follower of the program, um, and certainly not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I they, obviously they were, there's a the budget would have to extend to a, an air flight, but the I'm they sure they could have gotten to agree. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you went to drama school. Yeah. Uh, was that because you thought you needed some drama training to be a comedian, or did you yeah. have more of an idea of wanting to act?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought I need some training, and mm. I like, I like, I want to be on stage, but I didn't know I wanted to be a comedian, yeah. so I just went on. St- I just thought I'd go to drama school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: And has it helped? Have you learned skills there? Do you sometimes use say- fencing in your stand up act? Or <laughs> I have to learn say- how to ride on a horse to come Teaching on. Teaching
0: was the best thing. Yeah. Teaching was the best training. You know, I mean, to control, you know, these rowdy 16 yeah. year old kids, it, that was the best training. Because yes. then, you know, heckling and stuff and, and people and yeah. hate mail and death threats is nothing compared yeah. to that.
1: So I suppose you probably did get heckled a lot in when you're teaching, because as a oh, y- young teachers time. in particular get a lot of. I mean, hassle, no, I, don't I used they?
0: to, I, teach, I taught in Tal Hamlet, so I used to teach Dizzy Rascal. That's how, yeah. you know, I don't know if you've heard of him. I have, yes, I mean, oh, yeah.
1: yes. Uh, Dizzy Rascal, we're all <laughs> fans of. Uh, so. So was he the boy in the corner? Or boy in it, the corner. Yeah, yeah, that's really yeah. That
0: was his album, Boy in the Corner. That's
1: why I said it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know I was, why? I was, subtly, I, was I was subtly suggesting I might know Do a bit about him. Do you know why
0: yeah, yeah. He was that, the album was called Boy in Da Corner? Because you put you, him in you, the corner. That's right. Because yes. we were always telling yeah. get in the corner. Yeah. And that's why he was called Boy yeah. in the Corner. Yeah. You should
1: yeah. get a, a royalty for that. Uh, you well, basically created the lyric.
0: Yeah, uh, But it was that kind of kid. Yes. That we used to teach. All
1: right. So uh, you handed on your enthusiasm for perhaps some music and the uh, show business. It thing. weren't
0: me. It was yeah. music teacher, yeah. Mr. Smith. He, oh, all right, he, he, okay. He but,
1: but maybe not the biochemistry or possibly that as well. No. Who knows? I
0: think that's yeah. why he turned to music.
1: So your next wonder is a scrapbook of all my plane tickets and boarding passes from all over the world of where I've travelled to do gigs. So, is this an actual one yeah, that exists? Yeah. You yeah. keep every.
0: Everything. Scrap. Like yeah. when I started comedy, I started getting gigs in all these strange places. Like the British Council took me to Kosovo. They wanted me to go and do a gig in Kosovo one night.
1: When there was a, the war on, uh, on that kind of it stuff? Was just,
0: It was just ended, yeah. and they had asked me to go and do a gig in a cave in Kosovo. Oh, wow. Me and a Swedish comedian. Yes. This is the British Council's idea. Yeah. To, I went, I stood in a cave um, on a Friday night, Swedish comedian goes on before me, uh, in a, he had a Swedish accent, but he was talking in English, yeah. there was no electricity, there was no microphone, it was cold, there was nobody was sitting, everybody was standing, yeah. it was freezing cold, it was dark. Good training for the Edinburgh <laughs> Festival, i say,
1: but that's okay.
0: And then, yeah. he had to, I had uh, to how go. did he
1: do? It
0: was difficult. Yes. Yeah. And then I had to go on after him yeah. and do comedy another hour. And uh, they didn't really understand what we were saying. So I just went through somebody's handbag. Yeah. And they thought this was hilarious. Yes. And for an hour, I managed to get some laughs. All oh, right. Going through some woman's handbag. It yeah. was so strange what she had in there. Yeah.
1: So these were Kosovans who spoke a bit of English yeah. rather than expat uh, soldiers or something. And British soldiers. there were soldiers there. Yes. There were some soldiers. And then, did they get the hang of you a bit, bit they more? They did a bit. Yeah. It
0: was a very strange situation. Yeah. But anyway, I got my Kosovan plane tickets and then next week I was in Sweden or Denmark or Norway and yeah. I went to some strange places that they sent me to. Um, and so I always thought, I just, I can't yeah. believe I'm going to these places. I never thought I'd go to these places. Yeah. And I, I kept all the plane tickets and kind of luggage yes. tickets and stuff. And I put them in a scrapbook and I've kept them all.
1: Right. And w- what's going to happen to this scrapbook? Do you think you are keep it know. throughout your entire career? It might go
0: into the National Museum, or yes. the British <laughs> Museum. <Yeah. laughs> the Queen might like that. Yeah. Um, and um, I just thought that I'd keep these things because they evoke memories and, yeah. I, and then I can remember the places I've been to and I can write about them.
1: Yeah, well, uh, probably very useful, but you've got to be prepared... Sounds like your career is going so well. This is going to <laughs> occupy your whole house or your flat or something. Eventually. I've got
0: about uh, 10 scrapbooks. Yes. Uh, A4 scrapbooks with yeah. all all these t- plane tickets on and everything.
1: Yeah. And, and do you keep sort of like reviews and, and the things from the papers? Or I the don't other? keep
0: reviews. No, all right. Well, that's... They've that's mainly it. been... Shit. <laughs> uh, I've had some terrible reviews, but are you I'm always, sure you've re- got to. You remember the- them mentally. Yes, Do you, you don't need they, to. They, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. the, the awful, awful reviews you can never get out of your no. mind. And, and when I first started comedy, I had this agent. She was terrible. She used to make me read all my awful reviews. Oh, right. And she used to say to me, read all these and remember them um, yeah. and improve on it. Yes. But the thing is, you never improve on it. They just scar you, <laughs> yes. and they just—they're just, they're just awful memories of what people yeah. said to you. So you don't need a scrap for, scrapbook for that because you no. remember them.
1: No, that's that's true. But well, I think it was Kingsley Amos had a good line on that. He said, uh, "You should let a bad review spoil your breakfast, but not your lunch." Mm. For, for what I, what, what I take it, what he meant was, you know, have your upset. Oh, what did he know? Yeah. he And then forget about yeah. it because there'll be a good review coming along, or if not uh there's no good being put off by somebody just writing about it because you've you've had to do it and yeah yeah, yeah that's why I'm Passing on that Thank suggestion from, that from Kingsley Amis. Uh, I don't know if he if he really meant it, or uh, or whether he bore grudges for years and years. I mean, not, every, everybody gets bad reviews. Yeah, yeah, sure. You yeah. know, but novelists can get their revenge because they can use the name of the of the critic as a as an <laughs> evil person in a later book, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah. kill kill them off rather. Yeah. God, he was stabbed in the back <laughs> several times. Uh, I don't know if that's available to you <laughs> as a comedian. You could. Uh, Create a joke around the name. Mean,
0: comedians do, uh, you know, make jokes about the, their awful review. I, I mean, when I first started, I remember uh, the Times. It said it was sitting in my comedy show was, it was like sitting in a torture chamber where oh, I wow. tor- <laughs> <laughs> where I tortured my audience for an hour. Yeah, and she, the woman writing it, goes, and I had a lucky escape.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for what? <laughs> <laughs> It's it's unkind, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> you're not enjoying the act. Just go. Just yeah. But then that's their job. You know, it's yeah, a reviewer's yeah. job to tell this is good, this is bad. I hated this. I, I mean, like that.
0: torture chamber. That's yes, going a bit yeah. far, isn't it? Yeah.
1: What were you doing? What'd I you, know. Yeah, I was yeah. only
0: telling jokes. Yeah, yeah. or trying to. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So just, you know, there's stuff like that. And then you know, I've I've had reviews where they've reviewed me because they thought I was shappy Corsandy. Yeah. Um, and well, they uh, don't mind you
1: get a bad review. Then, I know. Shappy I, was I, I, absolutely I, awful to tonight. Um
0: And they've. you know they've always compared me to other people and stuff like that but you know what I You just get on with it.
1: But what about performing all these various countries? Do you have to take, if you go to America, where obviously people speak English, but then you've got to establish, you know, what, what Birmingham is, what you know, what, what your place you know, is. It's a different yeah. kind
0: of English. Yeah. I mean, they don't <laughs> understand everything.
1: No, no, I know. But to, um, So how do you have to adjust your... Uh, well,
0: when I, I was in Vegas, actually, a few weeks oh. ago, I did Vegas for 14 nights with some American comedians. All oh, right. And Vegas is strange because they kept warning me about it because they said, you know, the worst of humanity is in Vegas. Yeah. So it's the worst of America. They come from all over America. Yes. And they come to Vegas to gamble and, you know, have a good time. And not a lot of them have seen people like me before. And it gets very confusing because, like, when I'm in L.A., they think I'm Mexican. Right. And I always have people coming up to me, speaking to me in Spanish. Yes. You know, when I talk back to them in Urdu and it's yeah. a lot of fun. But yeah. – um, when i 'm in Vegas, you know they they got confused by me, yeah because it 's a brown woman talking in an English accent yeah. about things they just don 't know about
1: <laughs>
0: and it was and they thought I was doing a character
1: yeah
0: um, and you have to kind of you know adapt to them, talk about yeah. them, relate to them, talk about america what 's it like being in America? Mm. I don't really want to know about you, and it's just too much
1: of a jump. Okay, but is that a are you driven by ambition? You want to be successful in America, or you want to be a, a successful around the world? Uh, I kept
0: getting called to America all, right. all the time, like because um, they kind of you know I, I don't know why they do like uh, to hear about immigrant stories and people that yeah you know from different backgrounds because that's all they are yes they're different backgrounds and 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 they kind of always are are asking me to go there all the time i keep getting offers to go to america oh well that's good that's that's, and and i like to go for the experience and and it's different yeah but i do find it difficult at the same time there's only certain places i go where i do well la new york san francisco yeah anywhere outside of that I fear for my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a good selection of places <laughs> but, to be successful yeah, in. Yeah, so, yeah. so Gellis, gone to your sixth wonder, which is the river Ganges. Uh, specifically, you say the foothills of the Himalayas. So that's its sort of source, isn't it? Yeah, so.
0: I went to the foothills of the Himalayas yeah. where I learnt meditation. All right. I actually, um, I, don't, I don't know, I wanted to go to, I wanted to learn meditation. And I'd been touring India, I'd been on tour around India uh, uh, all over. And everybody kept saying to me, oh, you know, go to the foothills of the Himalayas. It's the River Ganges. It's where all the swamis, you know, they go and wash in the River Ganges. And there's this myth that if you wash in the river, all your sins will be forgiven mm-hmm. and you'll all be washed away. And so I I went there. I went to this ashram. I learned meditation there. It was really it was really great. You know, they um, they showed me where the Beatles had learned meditation, which was a, in this ashram yeah. down the road, uh, which is all white, which is apparently where they wrote the White Album. And, uh, you know, all Westerners are all taken by this, the Beatles learning yeah. meditation yeah. in in, in uh, Rishikesh. And I went there and it's a, it is a spiritual place. There is something special about it. Yeah. And it was a great place to learn meditation. And I did wash in the River Ganges mm. and uh, it, it was an amazing experience. It was kind of a, like a life-changing experience.
1: So you did feel it washed something away. Um, I, I still
0: have... carried on sinning, but I mean, <laughs> uh, it was it's a very amazing experience to wash mm. in the River Ganges because people think um, that the Ganges, you know, all these people are washing there, it must be dirty. Mm. But it's, the water's pure.
1: Okay. The water's
0: the water's clean, despite yes. all these people washing in there. The, okay. the, you, the water's clear. And um, I swam in there and I, I washed in there and I brought some water back and it, it was and every day I would go and meditate there and it was really great it was really good the
1: only bit of the ganges i've been to or been there is is the hooghly river which runs through well, when i was there it was called calcutta kolkata uh, and the hooghly river is is sort of a they they've arranged a sort of canal so some of the water ganges goes into the hooghly river yeah. i'm not quite sure how that works as it does flood sometimes which can't it's really a help. really it's a little trust. bit it's a little bit grubby there i'd, I'd have really. to say as it goes through um it's
0: very fast flowing yes <laughs> i mean it can you can get swept up in it you yeah know, if you it, different points of the river run faster than other parts yeah so you have to get in at the right point
1: so have you have you traveled around all around the indian subcontinent uh, pakistan have, as well i've uh, been to pakistan You've been where your family originally yeah, come from my mom's
0: from lahore and my dad's from islamabad yeah and um i've performed in pakistan all oh, right. I've I've done stand up comedy in Pakistan three or four times. I yeah. did some big festivals there, um, the Gaddafi Stadium. I performed there to about yeah. a thousand people.
1: Yeah. And
0: then uh, three days after I left, um, they blew it up. <laughs> <laughs> some suicide yeah. bombers blew it up. That's, so a, that's a bad even, heckle, isn't I it? Know. That's it. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I'm not going there again. No. And, um, but, but did that
1: work? Did that work for you as a place went, to perform?
0: It went. It went mm. great. Mm. You know, people think it's repressed, and, but th- they love it, and they love the more. So the filthier you are the more edgier you are they love that kind of comedy because yes. they can't be that in their life right so I've performed that and I've performed all over India which is great
1: there's a the thing about comedy, and uh, this is a bad thing I'm saying, but there's quite a lot of alcohol gets drunk by uh, comedy audiences and comedians, especially in sort of late night cl- clubs. Is is that uh, something that you you know you fight against or into uh, performing in in Pakistan? Presuming that's not the case, well, so you've there, got to be funny enough uh, when everybody's sober.
0: Well, it's a myth, you see, yeah, because they're all secret drinkers. Oh, are they like like yeah. in Saudi? They're yeah. all secret drinkers. Yeah. But I went. I remember I went on. Stage stage in Pakistan, uh, they they were sober because it's public. They drink in secret in their houses and stuff. But I went on stage and I I, I did this joke where I said, you know, I've never drunk alcohol in my life, you know, because it's against my religion. (laughs) What isn't? (laughs) Um, But uh, I had taken it up the arse a couple of times. (laughs) It's a joke. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a it a jo- I only did it once. And um, <laughs> I wasn't looking, so it yeah. doesn't count. Uh, but uh, You've put that behind uh, you now. I have. So, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I go. Yeah. And they love that. Yes. They absolutely love yeah. that because they can't say that or they can't do that, yes. but they would love to do it. So, <laughs> so they laughed at all those kind yeah. of filthy jokes like that. They yeah. love that. I mean, in India, they drink a
1: lot. So yes. it's different. So, so you were there. You're the naughty girl. Oh, that yeah, they, yeah. they either want to be or want to meet, yeah. or whichever way. Uh, they don't yeah. want
0: me to do the jokes. I get shot for them. They just laugh. At yes.
1: Them. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's. Uh, we're, we're, I've got to race on to the uh, the last wonder. Um, this has been an interesting collection of wonders, and this yeah. one, again. Ooh, what's this about ski clothes? Ski clothes.
0: I. I. Not l- skiing, but I, ski I clothes. clothes. Yeah. I. I. Um. I went to do this gig at the Erosa Comedy Festival in Switzerland, up yeah. in the Swiss Alps. And I'd never skied in my life. I I didn't know how to ski or anything. And they gave me, and they said, you know, uh, you can learn to ski here. Uh, So they gave me a free skiing pass, skis, but no clothes. Yes. To to ski in. Yeah. And uh, we're already up there, so I had to steal the clothes. I stole them. Stole them from the hotel. (laughs) Um, From uh, this this man was next door to me. And he, he took the clothes off his back. <laughs> he left them out one night yes. to dry, and yeah. I stole them yeah. and wore them and wore them down the Alps, yes. learning to ski. Well, I'd tell
1: was, I tell you that was—I would tell you that's <laughs> against the law because I was a criminal barrister. But we're on strike, so I can't—I uh, <laughs> I can't tell you that information now. But he—he
0: yeah. uh, yeah. he was a lot bigger than me. Yes, and people were taking <laughs> photos of me and everything. Yeah. but I just thought it was such a fun experience learning to ski in this man's clothes yeah. that I've stolen and I just I just loved it I had a great time
1: so the wonder you have in mind they are this guys <laughs> the, the, the man who died of uh, exposure later on that day um, his ski clothes your is your wonder the world or ski clothes generally ski
0: clothes that yeah. I thought there was so it was so liberating learning to ski in the yeah. Alps in in a man's clothes yeah you know wearing a man's clothes i'd never done that before it no. was all at once it was everything everywhere all yeah. at once
1: <laughs> and has that given you a love of skiing now do you do you
0: yeah i do yeah. i've been skiing a lot since then i've been right. uh, i've been skiing in um in uh, uh colorado right. i thought i was really good so i went to colorado and i skied down some double black slopes in the rocky mountains i thought yeah. i was fantastic nearly died well y- you,
1: you're fearless I, again. I'm fearless. This is, yeah, because you've got to be fearless to be a skier, haven't you? That's yeah. that's, that's, it, that's the definition think, of it. You've got I think was
0: thinking, if I could do this, I can do anything. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. So I will just try So to here's try another
1: it. career opening up, uh, either as a skier or as uh, or as a criminal, <laughs> uh, because
0: uh, yeah, I more of a criminal. I steal yeah. a lot of stuff. Well, once you <laughs> once you start <laughs> once you
1: start s- stealing ski clothes, you're on the slippery slope, aren't you? <laughs> that's so that's. Uh, <laughs> So, um... (laughs) <laughs> so, ski, so ski, I mean, you, you mustn't make a habit of uh, nicking things. That's, uh, that's a. I used yeah. to
0: steal, I, I just used to get bored and steal stuff, but I've stopped, I've stopped doing it now because I don't want to get caught. Yeah.
1: But so wait, if you do it when you're a kid, is that what you're referring I to? I used
0: to, when I was a kid, I used to steal people's lunch boxes and pack lunches. And yeah. I, I used to steal people's coats and then hide them. Yeah. And then when school ended, they'd be crying because they couldn't find their coats. And I just love it. Yes. Um, really disturbing behaviour, I know.
1: So when you were a teacher, did you... um, (laughs) uh, Were you responsible for the moral behaviour of your charges? Do you know
0: what? I did something once when I was a teacher, and I, I, you know, I'm not proud of it, but... I, um, I was in a nightclub in Birmingham and I met this drug dealer and, um, he, um, he got talking to me, he got chatting to me and he said to me, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a science teacher. He went, no way. Yeah. And I said, yeah. And he goes, you know what? I'd love some pestles and mortars because I need something to crush my drugs in. Yes. And I said, no problem. No problem. I can get you some pestles and mortars. And, I, and the next day I, I cleared out the cupboards of pestles and mortars and I, yeah. And I put them in a Sainsbury bag and I, I took them to him and I yeah. gave okay, I, gave I don't know why I'm telling you. I this. don't know why you're oh, telling me oh, it either. Okay, oh. okay. It's, uh, yeah, and I gave yeah. them to him, yes. you know, and um, I don't know why. Why? I did no, that. why? Because, why? I mean, whatever them. your view of drug
1: dealers, <laughs> they've got plenty of money to buy <laughs> pestles and mortars from they wanted the it, chemist. But they, they wanted it from the lab, the real yeah. thing. Yeah, they were cutting down their expenses. They
0: were. Yeah. And so I did, uh, I did that. Oh, I was bored, you know. I, I, yeah, it, it was fine. It was fine. It I don't know it.
1: whether we should be doing this interview or just having more counselling. <laughs> uh, uh, we need a. Is there a probation officer in here? Can I just here? say yeah.
0: that I was a really good teacher. Yes. I know it sounds like. Well, what about
1: the lesson after you'd sold off all, or given off all these pestle and mortars And you came to demonstrate how to crush the calcium well, to make something. Oh well, you I like stole to do...
0: them from the lab next door and put them into my <laughs> yeah, lab. Yeah. So it, have you any other
1: offences you want taken into consideration? I was a we're... really good
0: teacher though, Yes. because yeah. I know it sounds all uh, terrible, yeah. but I was really good, mm. and they they did really well. My students,
1: okay. So, would you consider doing more teaching? Let's say teaching people to do comedy or or the other things you now know. You
0: know, during the pandemic, you know there was there was a shortage of teachers, yes. and they texted teachers to say, "Would you come back?" And a lot of my friends they got that text. Yes, I didn't.
1: <laughs> well, they couldn't. Your text might have been, "Please could you come back and do some teaching, and could you bring some <laughs> pistols and mortars, which could you were shorter?" All the
0: equipment yes. you stole. Yeah. No, they—they just—I just don't think I could go back to doing it. It's, yeah. can, it's can very re- difficult.
1: Can you remember the biochemistry, the the facts and? It all comes that, back know.
0: to me sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I, I couldn't remember it if I read a book or just yeah. went on. in I could still remember it.
1: But uh, you'd have more authority now because you're not only a teacher, but you—you you say, oh, "Look, I'm also, you know, I appear on television. Uh, I've got this act." So you, you know, they'll be more attentive. I would, I would reckon. Than, I, I don't think uh, that they would. Yeah. I
0: don't think so. Because I did go back and do supply teaching a few years ago because as a favour to my old head teacher. Yes. And all they wanted to do was take selfies in the corridor. All and right. so I, I think it'd just be a distraction. Yeah. So I don't, think, I don't think I should go back.
1: Well, that's not, I mean, I can see it's a bit of a distraction. But having kids that want to have selfies taken with you is one up from wanting to <laughs> flick uh, ink at you me or, after, or, what, or after whatever school. School. they did in or time. Or throw
0: chapati I mean, flour over my car. Yes. Yeah, that kind of thing.
1: All right. Uh, Shazir Mirza, thank you for sharing your seven wonders with me. Now I have to choose the wonder of wonders from your list of seven, the one which struck me as particularly wonderful, as you described it in this podcast. Uh, now, this is a bit uh, tricky because they've all got their they are very different wonders here. Um, I think sentimentally I'm going to go with Robin Williams because okay, he, he's yeah, uh, yeah, 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 okay, so smart. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Robin Williams, your wonder of wonders. Thank you. thank 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 you. If you enjoyed this episode of My Seven Wonders, it would be wonderful if you could rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you found us. Thank you for listening.
0: Seven Wonders with Clive Anderson is a Stack Production in association with Alaska TV and powered by the ACAST Creator Network.
1: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more.